Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast. And back for his weekly visit is my NFL and fantasy football expert, Andy Rio, who's covered fantasy for over 20 years. And it's great to see you, Andy, but it should be nice to talk about a Texans win one of these weeks. <laughs> I think it'll probably happen one of these weeks, but I'm, I'm not sure yet which week that would be. <laughs> Maybe this week. I don't know. They got a shot anyway. What, what if anything stuck out about yet another fourth quarter fold for Davis Mills and the Texans? Well, it was a good game for Damian Pierce, at least, other than the fumbles. He put up a nice stat line. I worry still about the fumbling because certainly uh, they wouldn't hesitate to go back to Rex Burkhead if needed. But I think all the people that were disappointed by Pierce in week one had reason to be happy uh, this week. And certainly as long as he can hold on to the ball with no issues, I think they'll be continue to be happy with him in future weeks. Uh, as far as the rest of the Texans go, uh, I would stay patient with Brandon Cooks. I mean, he's still going to be the most targeted receivers. He's going to have a few off games because uh, Davis Mills, as you mentioned, has been inconsistent, certainly has struggled in the fourth quarter. They need him to step up more. Uh, and, you know, hopefully that will happen. He's still pretty young in his development, and he doesn't have the all-time greatest supporting cast around. Davis Mills ranked 30th in the league in QBR at the moment, so not – Great stuff. Uh, the Texans at home this week against a Chargers team that's not exactly lighting the world on fire either. Their third worst in point differential. The Texans ranked 21st in that category, so not quite as bad. I'd say the best hope for the Texans defense, though, Andy. The Chargers are last in the NFL in rushing yards per game. So the Texans' big weakness is not something that the Chargers have necessarily exploited with teams this year. Well, and I think that's just bad coaching by the Los Angeles Chargers staff. Uh, they have a great running back at Austin Eckler, and Austin Eckler to this point has been a major fantasy disappointment because he would have been taken in the first round of most leagues. But, you know, there are sometimes where you draft a player high in fantasy and the player just disappoints they're just not that great of a player here i think it is a usage issue uh i can understand the chargers uh you know not wanting to burn eckler out i mean he isn't built like somebody like derrick henry for example but he's clearly their best running back i mean they're trotting out guys like joshua kelly and sony michelle and all that they need to get eckler more involved and maybe the fact that they're one and two uh is a bit of a wake-up call of course I don't really believe much in this coaching staff as it is anyways. I mean, uh, Justin Herbert should not have been in the game last week when the score was 38 to 10. Uh, that's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I haven't, if he made it through last week, I mean, I'm sure the Texans will probably see him this week and uh, Los Angeles may get a boost from getting Keenan Allen back. He's missed the last two games. Uh, you know, obviously if you have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, both uh, that's a, a real uh, for the defense. Uh, I I would expect this might be Eckler's first big game of the season, but who knows, really? I mean, you ha certainly have to keep starting him. Certainly have to start Mike Williams, who's been hot the last couple of weeks after a disappointing week one. Certainly have to start Herbert from the Chargers' perspective. And, um, you know, just hope that they, if you're, you know, you can still root for the Texans to win, of course, but if you've got Charger players, hope for a higher scoring game. Yeah, the Texans, they're giving up 
over 200 yards per game on the ground, which Earl Campbell would have loved getting about 200 yards per game in his peak, I think. And, you know, they're a pathetic 45 yards worse than the second worst rushing defense in the league. Andy, they desperately need a linebacker. And this is not a fantasy question, but just you as an NFL uh, expert, is it possible to deal for a player like a linebacker that can do something against the run in the middle of the season without giving up a ton of draft capital? I, I know I'm grasping at straws here, but what what do you think about the possibility that the Texans could do something like that? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know if that's something that they will do anything on. I mean, it's not, you know, there's not going to be a great run stopping linebacker that's just going to be on block at this point so maybe they get a you know minor player maybe they help slightly but there's no cure for that issue through trade okay just thought i'd throw it out there the texans one of two teams without a win the raiders are the other one are the texans do you think the texans the worst team in the league right now you could certainly make a case for it. I mean, who else is in this competition? The Washington Commanders with Carson Wentz? Or, I mean, who else do you have in that group? Well, they did beat what's turning out to be a decent Jacksonville team. So, you know, Las Vegas has been pretty close in all of their games. And, you know, they also have a new coaching staff and everything. And that takes getting used to. And, you know, some would question whether Josh McDaniels is capable of leading them uh, anyways. So, I don't know. I mean, uh, certainly there are some other. The Jets are not a very good team. Seattle is not a very good team. Uh, Carolina is not a very good team, although they did get the win over the Saints. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily at this point say it's a lock that they could be considered the worst team in the league, but they're very much in the discussion. Yeah, it seems like they're right there again for one of the worst teams in the league. And uh, just a reminder before we get to a little bit more big picture fantasy stuff to subscribe, comment, and like us on YouTube. That's the best way to support the show. And Andy, let's zip around the NFL, look at the fantasy football big picture storylines. And there are some major injuries. Texans fans know about David Montgomery. What injuries do you have your eye on and how will they affect fantasy teams? Well, also at the running back position, uh, DeAndre Swift, who was already dealing with an ankle issue, now has a shoulder issue as well uh, for the Detroit Lions. So Jamal Williams played very well uh, in relief of Swift this past week, and he's certainly capable of another good performance against Seattle. If he is out there on your waiver wire, go ahead and grab him. Another guy that's going to see some time for Detroit in the backfield is Craig Reynolds. Uh, He's also somebody that might work as a flex in deeper leagues. Uh, For Minnesota, Dalvin Cook hurt his shoulder in the victory over Detroit on Sunday. Uh, as fantasy owners know, if Cook's out, start Alexander Madison. He does great uh, when given a full-time opportunity. It seems like Cook's may play. That game is actually Sunday morning at 8.30 from London, so uh, you may need to get up a little earlier than usual to monitor that if Cook is a game-time decision. Uh, we mentioned uh, David Montgomery, of course. Uh, you know, Khalil Herbert's a phenomenal back. I mean, uh, the Bears are definitely blessed to have both of those guys. Uh, Montgomery was classified as day-to-day, but uh, if Herbert is out there, go ahead and grab him because I think it's a situation where, you know, worst-case scenario, if Montgomery's healthy, he could still be a flex for you. Uh, 
a big one to watch uh, in New England, Mac Jones, uh, their quarterback looks likely to miss time. It's not so much that Mac Jones is somebody that's uh, really a fantasy option. Many of the New England receivers are not receiving options, but but Mac Jones has been a quality quarterback since uh, they took him last year in the first round. And an absence for him is going to mean increased attention on Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, their two top running backs. So that the Jones injury kind of impacts those guys in a negative way. Uh, former Texan uh, Brian Hoyer takes over, and he's got a tough task in his first start going to Lambeau. This is away from the injury picture, but if Green Bay's defense is out there in your league, grab them because their next games are against New England with Hoyer, then the Giants, then the Jets, then Washington. The party will end in week eight when they play Buffalo, but for the next four weeks, uh, if you can hop on the cheesehead bandwagon, do it. Uh, one other injury of note, I guess, actually two other injuries of note that are affecting the same game, which we'll touch upon a little bit more here uh, shortly, but uh, Joe Mixon was dinged in Cincinnati's win over the Jets. He looks likely to go, but uh, you could hedge your bets by picking up Samaje P. Ryan if he's out there in your league. And it looks like Tua Tagovailoa will go. Uh, he's probably not going to be at full strength, but, uh, you know, at this rate, if the guy can throw six touchdowns in a game, uh, and this game might have some scoring, obviously, with that explosive Cincinnati offense on the other side, definitely uh, go with Tua if he's your best option. Time to check out the most intriguing matchups. And the Dolphins are at the Bengals. These two teams have switched roles from where they were last year, haven't they? Yeah, they have. I mean, Miami getting a very impressive victory over Buffalo. Cincinnati obviously started the season with a pair of losses, but they definitely righted the ship against the not-so-mighty Jets. Uh, obviously, the same draft class, uh, Tua and Burrow both had tremendous success in college and everything. So this should be a fun one on Thursday night football. Uh, pretty much uh, for both teams, I mean, start your core guys. Uh, the, the guy that kind of stepped up last week for Cincinnati was Tyler Boyd, who is not typically in fantasy lineups, but he's a guy I really like to have as a backup on your team. You can pretty much plug him in any week. If you plugged him in last week, you were awarded with a really big game. Uh, you know, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, those guys are also capable of big games. Uh, and with Miami, you know, you got to love the duo of Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle for fantasy purposes. So that should be a pretty entertaining game. Uh, I kind of like Cincinnati to win, actually. Hmm. Okay. With Miami traveling on a short week and everything and coming off a real emotional win over Buffalo. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, compelling AFC South matchup with the Titans at the Colts, but kind of a boring one for fantasy owners, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, these teams are very run-centric, of course. I mean, obviously, it's Jonathan Taylor for Indianapolis, Derrick Henry for Tennessee, and Henry had his best game of the season this past week. So, uh, you know, both those guys, of course, uh, automatic starts. I mean, it may shape up a bit like the Texans-Bears game did, where, you know, uh, Herbert does so well on Chicago's side, and Pierce did so well on the Texan side. Um, so I, I wouldn't expect a lot out of the other peripheral players, but you can certainly start Michael Pittman for Indianapolis. He's done well so far this year. Uh, you know, the Titans receivers, of course, a bit iffy, but uh, Woods and Burks did show signs of life this week. So I guess if you were in a situation where he had to use them, uh, it's not uh, quite as fearful as it would have been prior to last week. 
Maybe the marquee matchup of the week coming up. Josh Allen's Bills at Lamar Jackson's Ravens. And I'm guessing a lot of fantasy implications, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And that should be a very fun game. Unfortunately, I think the rule is uh, the NFL doesn't flex games until after week five because this game should easily be the, the 325 main double header game to most of the country instead it's new england at green bay I, I think a lot of people would much rather see josh allen play lamar jackson than see brian hoyer oppose aaron Rodgers. but yeah obviously uh, this has the potential to be a big shootout so uh the usual suspects should be in lineups stefan diggs obviously allen and jackson mark andrews uh you know gabe davis rashad bateman also uh, solid starters given the scoring potential here. J.K. Dobbins did come back for Baltimore last week. Uh, the running back's a bit of a committee spot, and I'm not sure if the running games are going to be real heavy for either team in this one, but at least you can have some confidence using Dobbins as a flex if you were in a bind. Uh, Devin Singletary had one of his better games uh, of late for Buffalo, and, and he can certainly be used as a flex too. But, yeah, the big scorers will be the quarterbacks and the receivers in that one. Where are you leaning on this one? A very slight lean towards Buffalo. I mean, it is in Baltimore, and it wouldn't shock me if the Ravens won the game. But, I mean, most people do think Buffalo is the class of the AFC, even after last week's loss. Uh, it would just be tough to see the Bills at 2-2. Two and two. Um, But it's possible. I, I still like them to win, but it would not be a shock if Baltimore pulled this one out. Shocking loss by the Chiefs this past week, but they face a sputtering Tom Brady offense. How do you see Mahomes versus Brady this week? Another marquee matchup for Tom Brady. Well, he's going to get Mike Evans back. So that's definitely a big deal. And and I think most fantasy owners right now, um, I mean, you can sit, sit Brady if you have another good quarterback, but I still think Brady is going to get better as the season progresses. I mean, obviously getting Evans back this week helps he showed some chemistry for the first time with russell gage who came over first from atlanta in free agency chris godwin will be back at some point too and leonard fournette's been running the ball well so that uh, gives them you know diversity on offense helps set up play action which brady of course is very good on uh you know mahomes had a little bit more chemistry this past week with juju smith schuster and Travis Kelsey obviously, I mean, very rarely drops a pass, but he had a big drop in that game. Uh, obviously, uh, Kansas City doesn't typically lose two games in a row, nor does Tampa Bay. So uh, this is definitely going to be an interesting one. Uh, remains to be seen, uh, you know, how the logistics go for the Bucks this week. They uh, are practicing, you know, away from Tampa, given Hurricane Ian. It's even possible this game could be moved away from Tampa. Uh, you know, I give a very slight edge to Kansas City in this one. Uh, you know, as far as fantasy goes, obviously Mahomes, Juju, and Kelsey, uh, good to use. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has managed to put up numbers, but Jarek McKinnon's involved as well. So, uh, and Tampa Bay's run defense is great. So not sure about those two guys. Uh, obviously for the Bucks, you definitely have to, you know, ride Evans and Fournette if they're in your lineups. And, and Gage, again, is viable, especially since, Godwin will be out. I don't think Julio Jones will be back either. It's the first time they've faced each other since the Super Bowl, right? These two teams? I believe so, yes. I don't, I don't remember anything uh, last year or so. The, the front runner for the AFC South looks like the Jags. 
but they've got a real test in Philadelphia. Can the Jacks make a statement? Will they against a red hot Jalen Hurts? Well, it would not surprise me if Jacksonville makes another statement by making this game competitive, but I definitely think the Eagles will win. They'll spoil Doug Peterson's homecoming, but you have to be very impressed by what you've seen from Jacksonville so far. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is looking like the player that was drafted first overall, the superstar, uh, you know, from Clemson and everything like that. James Robinson has made an amazing recovery from his Achilles injury that he had last December, ripped off a 50-yard touchdown run in the win over the Chargers, which his performance is another reason why he can have some confidence uh, in Pierce this week. Christian Kirk, uh, maybe they overpaid him, but he's just been dynamic for Jacksonville. Uh, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, Marvin Jones, uh, all contributing. I mean, the fantasy tree right now uh, for Jacksonville is still kind of narrow with Robinson and Kirk leading the way. Uh, Travis Etienne has had a few moments, but he's running behind Robinson right now. So that kind of makes him a bit of a boom bust flex at the moment. Uh, and I'm not sure about any other peripheral targets besides Kirk there, but certainly, uh, you know, those guys potentially, you know, like Zay Jones could step up, uh, you know, a little bit more and then really get into that flex conversation. And certainly Lawrence, I think we'll be starting some games for many fantasy teams this year after he was drafted as a backup, but it's a tough matchup in Philadelphia. And I, I definitely think the Eagles will keep rolling. I mean, they're just clicking on all cylinders right now. Devontae Smith was phenomenal this week. AJ Brown had a touchdown. Dallas Goddard had a touchdown. Hertz is playing like an MVP. The only real disappointment for Philadelphia this past week is Miles Sanders, but He's still getting more work than Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. So I, I think you can still keep trusting Sanders as a flex. You want pieces of that offense, absolutely. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention Philadelphia's defense because they had nine sacks last week at Carson Wentz. So they're putting up numbers as well. So uh, it's just an all-around really good team right now in Philadelphia. I mean, I think Jacksonville – will make it fairly respectable. I don't think the Jaguars are going to go up there and get blown out 45 to nothing or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely think Philly will get another win this week. All right. People might be wondering why the Oilers cap. Well, I love the Oilers. I grew up with the Oilers. But also, Andy, this week, uh, just yesterday, I had as a guest Barry Warner on the show, the Houston sports radio legend and I just want to encourage people to go listen to my conversation with Barry Warner. I know uh, you guys might want to know what's going on these days, but Barry has a new biography out. It's really interesting. And the reason I'm wearing the Oilers cap is we talked about him setting up a meeting, which I didn't know about this, between Earl Campbell and Muhammad Ali. He knew Earl. Oh, wow. he, he knew Ali. He set up a meeting between the two. He also told a story about picking up Howard Cosell at the airport. He knew Howard. Uh, he tells stories about Nolan Ryan and pulling pranks. And there's him helping Rudy Tomjanovich recover after the punch with uh, Kermit Washington, which all Rockets fans are very aware of. And it sort of changed Rudy's life. So there's a ton of fuck great story. There's also a story about him being best friends with, Alan Shepard, the first American into space. He was best friends with Alan Shepard, and and you'll find out a little bit more about that as well. So definitely go listen to our interview that we just did with Barry Warner. Um, like I said, go pick up his book as well because it was incredibly interesting, the interview. The book's even better than the interview. I promise you that. So it's worth 
uh, reading and, and finding uh, any way that you can. It's out there, of course. Um, Andy, it's uh, fantastic to talk with you as always. And it's at Andy Rio. And of course, our uh, listeners can, you know, they can tweet you if they have a question or a fantasy question, maybe that somebody's got out there. Um, definitely get in touch with Andy, but uh, always fun to have you on the show, man. Yeah, good to be here. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, you can support the show by subscribing on YouTube and commenting on the videos. Listen to Houston Sports Talk on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Don't forget to tell a friend and share our show on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.